on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cinenauts. Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boom. This is Carrie. Oh, sorry. No, no. It's Casher. It's Casher. <laughs> and just like that, the Cinenauts are back for our third mm. episode of Cinenauts and the City. In this episode, we're going to discuss, and just like that, episode four and season three of Sex in the City. And you know what? We got another Big special one. guest for you. The one and only Emma Voodle, artist to the stars, catcher's mm-hmm. better half. <laughs> Emma, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, hello. Long time listener, first time caller. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. Um, yes. For everyone who has fawned and praised our Cenonauts in the City artwork, Emma is the one to thank for that. Right. That was a collab, actually, but Emma was- did... A lot of the heavy lifting of that guy and the heavy lifting and it's for sure. Gorgeous chef's kiss. Thank you. <laughs> is this your pod debut, Emma? It is. I've never been on a podcast before. Oh, welcome. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. I'm going to do you guys proud. <laughs> oh, you will. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely will. You're already kind of like um, like a ghost guest mm-hmm. like every week because we always hear mm-hmm. what your opinions are on the movies that we're watching mm-hmm. and through Catcher. Mm-hmm. And now it's awesome to just have it straight from the source, I know. you know? I, I asked Emma off before we started taping if she thinks her and Catcher are going to get in a fight um, tonight. <laughs> I will not reveal Emma's answer. Catcher, what do you think she said? Yes or no? Will you get in a fight tonight? The joking answer is yes. We'll definitely get into a fight. But the honest truth is like, that's probably not going to happen because we're always making fun of the same things. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. That's exactly what she yes, said. So we we'll see. Let's see if Boom and I can stir up a little chaos though. And that would be fun. Have our way. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, we love to stir up a chaos. First, we convince people catchers 40, and then this week, we're going to start a lover's quarrel. I'll, I'll be 40 and single by by week's end, yeah. and just like that will be perfect for me to be watching. Um, before we get going, Emma, let's, let's find out about you. Uh, first of all, what is your relationship with sex and the city? My relationship with Sex and the City is being a teenager, Mm. not really Mm -hmm. know what's going on. Your mom maybe takes an early night. She goes to bed a little early. Maybe she's got work in the morning. Mm. So we switch over the channel and Sex and the City's on and we kind of (laughs) secretly watch it and like giggle and (laughs) and we're like, whoa, boop. <laughs> That's so, uh, amazing. So, uh, a, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like kind of cheeky, mm-hmm. appreciating the honesty and the etc. of the show. Mm. And then this newest season, diving back into that, I, I honestly feel like this season doesn't really resonate with Sex in the City for me. It mm. kind of seems like a different entity. Okay. But I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it, and I think more in the more recent episodes, I've started to connect mm. the two again. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. Carrie's becoming Carrie again. Mm-hmm. She's um, back. She's smoking. Um, <laughs> Ripping cigs. Boom predicted that. Boom oh, said that last week. I'm so thankful. Boom yeah. said, I kind of wish she smoked cigs again. <laughs> it's a character it trait. It, right? it is. Like, this season, I noticed that. We can get to it later. But it, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Emma, so obviously uh, you 
based on your accent, you are not from the United States uh, or originally from Canada. So I'm curious what Sex in the City was like. What did that do to your perspective of America and Americans, if at all, uh, while you were watching it as a youth in Liverpool? Uh, so fun fact, I actually moved to New York uh, when I turned 21. Mm. Um, and that, well, Sex in the City was one of the main influences in things behind that. Oh, because it okay. did portray such like a magical image of the States. Didn't really follow through, <laughs> but it was a good time. But then you ended up in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm in the Great White North now instead. Right. Um, but it was definitely kind of a piece of magic mm. uh, to be over in the UK, especially where everything's kind of kind of gray mm. like from weather to pretty much everything <laughs> uh even like the biggest cities like london you kind of just they just go mm. like there's no magic to them so to see like new york and then have it be portrayed in such like a glamorous way mm. made it added to the appeal it definitely wasn't the only reason but it was it was up there that's such a funny thing to hear because mm -hmm. i know boom and i both think london is like the most magical place yeah. in the world me and you are obsessed yeah. with we are london both hardcore londonites love it <laughs> yeah london files the food london files the theater. Yeah. everything the architecture <laughs> yeah. is amazing. i get that amazing uh, oh yeah yeah so that's good that sex and city left you it gave you a disappointed version of new york when you got there uh and and what character do you like of the four gals is there a character you relate with most thanks samantha mm. because she's also my girl from liverpool mm. so i gotta i gotta stay strong with the k mm -hmm. um <laughs> yeah she's yeah samantha for sure also because she's non-judgmental she's mm. open to kind of explore anything mm -hmm. she never really cuts anything off even if she initially doesn't completely vibe with it mm. she always kind of comes around to it i feel like she never rules anything out mm. and i like that about her nice okay sorry to interject i had no clue that kim cattrall was born in liverpool yeah <laughs> i just googled it <laughs> also she's a leo which is she her birthday is the day before oh, my really? birthday just like 50 years before it yeah, not 50 or like they're yeah. all connected Come on. Like 30 <laughs> years i'm trying to make myself seem 33 years <laughs> still yeah Boom not will 40. age me up and age yeah. yourself down that's just the rule way down 100 yeah. so let's jump into <laughs> and just like that episode four the episode is called some of my best friends uh, and like we did last week we're just gonna walk through this episode kind of hit points along the way um so my first note on the episode is we open up in Carrie's apartment because she is obviously out mm -hmm. of her apartment with, with uh, Big. What a glow up. Am I right? She Airbnb being that place oh, out? Oh, yeah. Looks amazing. 100%. That, that, Wallpaper? Yeah. Catcher, any, any thoughts on the, on the tiles in Carrie's apartment 2.0? <laughs> no, but I do have a note for later okay. about the backsplash. We'll get back to it later. Okay. But it is beautiful and awesome to be back in the apartment. That was the first note I wrote was, we're back in the apartment, heart mm -hmm. emoji. So thankful. <laughs> did we also, did we also catch that she, because she wakes up in her bed where there's like no sheets, but she's using the jacket from the fashion roadkill episode, yes. it, which happens in season four, yes. as a blanket. The, the like blue, I think it's like Dolce. Yeah. There's there's, and, there's yeah. a lot of fan service in that closet too when they show, I mean, obviously she pulls out her wedding dress. They also show um, the shoes 
that she wears at the end of season six when she's like and within her last episode in New York before the finale. Spoilers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of fan service in, in that closet. Uh, so we, we, we see that we get the sense that she's you know no longer staying in the apartment of Big, which makes sense. And then we hop into this like impromptu PTA meeting with Charlotte. Uh, we, we get a sense of Charlotte's life, which we all kind of assumed is exactly like how it was going to turn out to be um, kind of in this PTA gang with her new friend. Uh, and I guess like sort of idol Lisa, like the queen of the PTA seems to be like, mm-hmm. you know, very everyone's well off, I guess. But um, so what, what were your thoughts, uh, Emma, on seeing Charlotte sort of already in her element uh, in, in this little PTA scuffle? Um, my answer is probably going to be biased because I hate Charlotte a bit. Yeah. This is a (laughs) Um, good season to come on then to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I, yeah, I, even in the series, I never really connected with Charlotte and I felt like she, I mean, everybody knows that she's a gatekeeper Mm. and I feel like even... (laughs) In this new season, she's still being that way, but they're they're being they're trying to work in that she's like not a terrible person, but the way she's trying to not be a terrible person is terrible. So they're like So like they're shooting themselves in the foot essentially. And they're just making me they're reinforcing everything that I ever thought about Charlotte just tenfold. Catcher, you were shaking your head no, though, were you not? Or you were saying no? I was saying like, no. I don't. Ian trying to incite well, violence. I, I right just saw him shaking his head. I'm trying to be a good host <laughs> here. I'm reading. I'm the shaking room. my head. I just hate Charlotte. And my second note for this episode is, oh no, I don't want Charlotte to have any friends. What? That's right. That's where I'm at. Oh my god. This is my vibe. So hateful. Wow. This is my vibe. What is this? Basically, we're gonna have to get into it and. And when we when we, we discuss it, the season, because the season is yeah. really the thing, the turning point for Charlotte. Yeah. And this is more of an over exaggeration to express how I'm feeling right sure. now about Charlotte. Sure. Um, sure. But later on in this episode, we do get a glimpse of old Charlotte and it makes me happy. Yeah. We get Kara looking at her wedding dress and then she heads over to the apartment to meet with uh, Seema, oh, her real. Hold assistant. on. Carrie, oh, does it remember how to make coffee in a coffee maker? What is happening right oh. now? <laughs> With this sequence, what she's, is this? First off, she's probably been all about that K cup life. I, I you know? guess littering the K-cup planet. You don't just forget for how sure. to make coffee. Yeah. It's not that hard. Uh, she meets Seema, mm-hmm. her real estate agent, and they decide, you know, what? we're gonna we're gonna tear down this place. We're gonna sell it as fast as possible. Okay. Well, first of all, the journey from Carrie leaving her apartment to Seema, Seema, sorry, is a absolute journey uh we get our first like kind of blunder uh outfit even though it's like a kind of a throwback but you know just a classic like what the fuck are you wearing carrie but somehow you're still pulling it off we also get carrie at the bodega where we get the caroline the the bodega name drop is was that ever in any of I the couldn't seasons? Remember. Like I, I was like, is this a sh- like shout out? Because I was like, I've never even considered in my brain that Carrie stands for Caroline. Um, <laughs> so that was yeah. fucking huge. Um, They're obsessed with naming this season, like giving us her hyphenated last yeah. name. Now we learn. It's like Game of Thrones because they're just killing. Yeah, they're just revealing people off. So they're like. <laughs> Caroline Bradshaw, first of her name. Um, yeah. I also love the thought of Carrie going to bodegas. Yeah. Like, obviously she does. 
Like clearly that was yeah. like a regular, like a regular situation yeah. for him. She's got to re-up on those Marlboro lights. Emma, did you have a bodega that you went to when you lived in New York? Oh, that's a good question. Oh yeah. Greasy cheese sandwiches. Yes, I did. Um, I had one actually beneath my apartment building. Mm. And when I first moved there, I was quite terrified mm. because I would be coming home at like maybe 4 a.m. Because I was working on the bar scene back then. Mm. And everything was super intimidating. And there was also that that classic people playing chess outside mm. of it mm-hmm. with like cor- Coronas. New York. Mm-hmm. Like it's a like that's a thing. Um, but eventually over time we kept seeing each other and then we built a rapport and that was my deli and that was my grocery store and yeah that's just new york for you i guess love it (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) so then as boom says we we get to see her real estate agent there are a couple lines in there um that actually make sense like in make sense with season three again oddly enough how they talk about the the beige um, about how big hated beige mm. and that's why there's so many colors in the room. And they talk about that in season three, which I thought was funny, which again makes me think like, did they plan for people to, to do these sort of in this sort of order? Cause it, it lined up very well again A- after she lists it, you know, she, or says she wants to list it as soon as possible. They get into the, the you know, whatever, uh, Seema's driver. I 100% thought that was going to be Raul driving the car for a little fan service. Big's mm. driver didn't mm. happen though. I was really hoping that was going to be, <laughs> be it. Our boy. And then we get uh, the first shot of Carrie ripping a cig. Boom. How did it feel? So it smelled, uh, smell. it felt like smoking a cigarette. Like I was like, this is amazing. Thank you. You know, out of all the things that are happening and, and just like that, Carrie smoke again. Uh, I don't care. I'm happy. It's like whatever happens, happens. <laughs> no, it's just kidding. No, it's good. I think it's good. Like it's weird. I thought. Yeah. Her smoking was just something more of the time. But the more you get into it, and obviously, again, we'll get into season three, like how vital smoking is to her personality. Like, this is more than just like a thing of its time. It is a character trait, like you said. Mm-hmm. So it was just so nice to see her being Carrie, mm. which is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it did feel, it felt right. Also, uh, also is Seema the new, Seema is actually the new Samantha. Is what it feels like. I'm not sure because this episode felt like they were kind of each having like time with their new friends, Mm -hmm. like Charlotte and uh, the other the woman I can't remember her name, Lisa, um, Miranda, her professor, and then Carrie and Seema. Mm -hmm. So I don't know like if they're gonna integrate like them into the the core group or Mm -hmm. not. But I'm a huge fan of Seema so far. Like very excited that she's here and I think she's going to bring like kind of that fresh sex and listening energy to the show. Like even we already have her talking about like Tinder and dating and and stuff like that. And like, that's kind of something that was like feeling like it was missing. Mm. So I'm like, yes, Seema, like give us, give us this energy please. And thank you. Yeah. Also she has that power energy at the two, right? I can get this. I could get this done tomorrow, whatever, things like that. I, I thought that was cool. After that, we head over to back to Harry and Charlotte. Charlotte makes the plan to uh, invite Lisa over for dinner because she is invited to, to another birthday party. So she wants to return the favor. And they're coming, going through their list. She says, you know, we have 
Carrie to talk about fashion and and Miranda to talk about politics. And oh they listen God. to people and then they both come to the realization that they have no black friends. Uh, <laughs> or, and it, which, which leads to them inviting the hallmate, their, their hallmate, their neighbors down the hall uh, to try and force them to, to, to come to dinner with them. Uh, Emma, I'm assuming, assuming you have feelings about this scene in particular. <laughs> yeah, you would be correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I try, I'm trying to give Charlotte another chance. Uh, like with this this time around. And when they kind of started to go down the route of her being like supportive of her possibly trans child and, and that kind of mm-hmm. going down that route, that more more like morally rich kind of route, mm-hmm. I was in full support. I was like, they're gonna they're gonna undo all of Charlotte's terribleisms. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then she went ahead and and decided to treat a whole race of people as a an accessory <laughs> to some sense. And I get what she's trying to do. She's 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 doing it in a positive way. Yeah. She has good intentions, but she needs yeah, she needs to chill. She needs to do she's things a different way. She out. needs she needs life coaching. This isn't gonna work. And I feel like Harry used to be such a huge part of her and, and the way he affected her. He would bring out these amazing qualities in her as soon as he was introduced mm-hmm. in the seasons. That's when I, mm-hmm. well, in the original series, that's when I started to like Charlotte because he was bringing out this excellent side of her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole conversation with them on the bed and whenever Harry's been involved this time around, I'm like, what did he say? Like, if you, if I, you offered me a million dollars now to tell you any word that Harry has said so far, <laughs> I would be just as far as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we talked about this last week too about how like the male characters seem definitely like way yeah. more auxiliary, which I guess I'm okay with. But you're right. I think once we get to like season four when Harry comes in, like I'll be like, damn, I really miss. Like I would like a lot more would like a lot more Harry involved. Um, because you're right. Like in this scene, he would say, Charlotte, like it's okay if we don't have black friends. We don't have to try and compensate and sort of like level her out a little bit. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that 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 that's that's a good call. Um, so, and then we head over to uh, Miranda for the other third hang that Boom so well put out. And they Miranda's at dinner with her professor, her law school professor. Uh, mm. Boom does not like this. Both and the professor goes kind of full Karen on the uh, reservation, saying we made mm-hmm. reservations here. Why are these people getting seated? And they find out they have reservations at the wrong restaurant. Um, and then they sit down in there. Yeah. Which has happened. It happened to lots of people. They, they sit down, uh, and they have, I think like a really great conversation. Um, I, I think Miranda, this, or in, and just like that and the show in general, but definitely, uh, in, and just like that, she's like playing a lot of the grounded like conversations for what I think oh my God, people yeah. like talk about now. And I think she serves the purpose of like conversations that people have in the original run in sex and city that TV's shows didn't talk about. Miranda's kind of carrying all that weight, uh, in this series, oh. in the, and just like that series, um, a, a, apart from the Charlotte storyline, which I think we'll probably get to, you know, later in the series with her, um, with her child. Um, but it was cool seeing her talk about how like, you know, kids are fucking hard. Like not everyone is going to be happy being a parent, you know, not everyone, mm-hmm 
you know, it's it's difficult. And she didn't want to sugarcoat it in a really Miranda way. So I, I thought that was a really strong scene. Um, and then yeah, thought, thoughts on that scene, catcher. Yes, 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 I agree. And I actually really appreciated that we've resolved the sort of awkwardness between them mm. off screen. Mm-hmm. Like that this mm-hmm. is not a thing yeah. that we need to drag out for like four episodes. Like it's a one and done. We know who Miranda is. We know we slipped up. We can laugh at her for being like slipping up in class and like, let's just move on. This is not a thing we need to hold on to. So that mm-hmm. I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, com- the frank conversation was really appreciated. And I like this idea that we're seeing this um, inner turmoil of Miranda mm-hmm. and this idea of like she herself is questioning like so much about what's going on in her life right now. And I like that it's not sort of hitting us over the head with it, but it's coming out in these like very interesting conversations with other characters. Um, mm-hmm. but I appreciated that. I like that a lot. Agree. The, the parenting thing, obviously being a new parent stuck out to me a lot just because Tara and I always, we always, you know, we're, if we're on Instagram or see like, you know, a mommy blog or something, there was always like so much pressure for moms mm. in particular to either like, love every second of being a parent mm. or have to say or ha- or on the other side it's kind of a weird like dichotomy or have to say like being a parent's really or like overemphasizing how hard it is being a parent like yeah there's a weird sort of disconnect there where people have to like make up on both sides and i think that the way you know miranda talked about it was great how she was like you know some days it's amazing and then i wake up and his mm. boxers are in the kitchen which a what's that i don't think i've ever left my boxers just in my kitchen ever get it together (laughs) so i think that seems like a brady issue but um i I really i thought that was cool um and and sort of emphasize a lot of strong miranda writing ian's Uh, mom is listening to this episode and she's like yeah that's what you think (laughs) yeah i never did yeah please give us the tea that would be great um for sure uh but yeah, I feel like all of my like emotional connection from this series so far um has been through Miranda mm-hmm. for sure. Like I'm I've had some awesome moments with Carrie where I'm just like, yeah, she's back. Like the bitch is back. <laughs> Let's go. Um but like genuine genuine like emotional connection, Miranda's carrying this fucking season. Mm-hmm. Like through and through and she has a drinking problem and again is taking the subway i'm not over that like there's a meme (laughs) out there that's like after everything she's been through and like a lawyer that lives in brooklyn we're not just gonna let her take a friggin uber (laughs) and i agree like she's she's one with the people you know maybe she likes taking yeah taking the subway you know likes likes being a part of it yeah uh how have you thought about miranda this season emma uh i gotta agree with mike and boom Mm. On this one, um, especially with Mike, when you said she kind of feels like lost, like she's got a little bit of in a turmoil this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell that there's a reason for it. And I'm I'm really excited to find out what that reason is. Uh, I always kind of felt like Miranda was held down a lot in the original series. Mm-hmm. Like she never wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. She wanted to like mm-hmm. focus on her career. Um, she was kind of pushed in different directions and I feel like this new season she's back on track like Mm. she her son is old enough now that she can start to concentrate on herself again obviously he's Mm -hmm. still there in the in the background but in the foreground is like this new 
adventure that Miranda's going to go on and she's going to discover stuff about herself. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get to the dinner party that Harry and Charlotte are invited to at Lisa's house. Uh, of course, the plot twist here is that they are the only white couple uh, <laughs> at the party, which is hilarious. Um, they are, uh, and the Charlotte comes running out the gate, confusing one of her friends with someone else. Uh, which, as someone textbook, I like a that sucks, but b as someone who like I am not great with remembering names and faces all the time, I do. Uh, I feel for Charlotte in that moment because I don't think Charlotte is racist and thinks all black people look the same. <laughs> but in that scenario. That is a bad look in particular. Uh, but I feel for that. Yeah. I oftentimes have hard times remembering people's names and faces, especially if I've, especially if I've only met them once. So I felt through there. Um, yeah. Uh, so they, you know, they have this dinner conversation and uh, Lisa's mother-in-law. Oh, also shout out the OG uh, George Washington from Hamilton is Lisa's yeah. uh, husband. <laughs> um, but uh, Lisa's mother-in-law or mother sort of starts criticizing like oh why are they investing in art and charlotte comes in and mm. saves the day by name dropping the shit out of all the art on the wall there she and is there she is this is the moment this is the moment okay why, talk to us okay we're i'm gonna have to get into it later but like why do we lose art charlotte like art mm. charlotte is so cool is so interesting like the fact that she works in an art gallery the fact that she is so educated on art that she has great taste like this is totally lost start going into season three. And it's like, that is like I mentioned last week with the baseball thing with Miranda, mm -hmm. like these are, these are character traits that make these characters so much more appealing and interesting and multifaceted. And like the fact that w this is the, like the first time she's talked about art in ages, it's just so sad mm -hmm. to me. Like she is like, that's such mm -hmm. a character trait that I need more. Of, like I want more of, and I wish she had, she displayed more, that is, I wish it was displayed more often on the show. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like once she gets into like marriage mode, like this obsession in season three, which we'll get into uh, with wanting to get married, that, that whole part of her life like evaporates. And that's sad. And I'm happy to see mm -hmm. it back in this Yeah, in this she's moment. on the board at the Met. I mean, like, come what? on, that's, yeah. no, that's no easy task, right? Come on, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, uh, you were saying something. I was at... Well, anybody who listens to the show already knows how I felt feel about the whole Charlotte storyline, <laughs> like this episode. But when she started talking about the art, I got super stoked because I was like, okay, this is Charlotte. Um, I like Charlotte. I I've too. I've always like really, li really her. liked her character. Like her. Oh, a hundred she was like a character you kind of like take your frustration out on, kind of like mm -hmm. Carrie. Um, and she is so um like in the opposite direction of kind of like, it's like, I feel like the spectrum is like Charlotte and Samantha yeah. and then like everybody else kind of falls in between. Um, but yeah, when she starts talking about the art, like out of all the ways she was trying to like force this kind of connection with her black friend and make everything seem like she was like down and, and had a diverse group of friends. And then she starts talking about art and it's like, okay, well, this is something we can connect over. And then the follow up kind of conversation that she had with uh, Lisa mm -hmm. when they were both kind of just like talking Debriefing. about you know, like they're, they're like debriefing. I really enjoyed that as well, because I do think that like sometimes white people do 
be doing the most and like they think that they're helping or they they think that they're doing the right thing but it's like very it it just becomes this like weird tokenism moment right where you're like banging down your black neighbor's door to like force them to get to a dinner party like so uncomfortable and um, I like that Lisa, but I like, th- I, I like that Lisa acknowledged, like we were a little nervous. You were going to be the only white people there too. I thought that was a nice yeah. little touch that they, they had in there. Um, when she said like, exactly. we were equally as nervous. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, they're just friends mm-hmm. and it's like, obviously color matters and, and these things matter, but it's just, it was nice because it's like, they've already connected on so many other levels mm-hmm. and it's like, Charlotte didn't need to be doing all of that. Right. Because I'm like this, if Lisa didn't like want to hang out with you, she wouldn't hang out with you. Like, just just be her friend. Yeah, it, like, it's pretty clear that Lisa <laughs> doesn't like whatever the other some of the other moms because she was the only one invited. And then we get uh, so in we get to the scene where Kara goes back to her apartment. She expects Stanford to be staying there. She finds a note um, that says Stanford has uh, moved to Japan to manage a what we found out to be a TikTok star via Anthony. In real life, at when they were filming this, Willie Garson had passed away um, kind of suddenly um, after filming episode three. So he was not here for episode four. So the write-off is because um, he, he passed away. So I was actually anticipating like how they were going to do it. I really liked it. Um, I, it's another situation where it was, like, it was the best they could do. Um, and I like yeah, that they totally. didn't make it dramatic because um, I, I don't think Stanford or Willie Garson would have wanted a dramatic exit for his character. Um, and no. it felt, it felt right. Um, it felt right to me. And they already had a big like death on the show. So it would have been I, it was like the, when the glee thing, like remember when what's his face passed away and they did like a whole like <laughs> yeah. funeral episode. And I was just like, this is too much. Yeah. It's too much. So I'm happy we didn't do that yeah. for sure. Um, but RIP Willie. Yeah. I'm a little conflicted. Mm. Like I, I know that they had to write him off and I, I do feel like they did somewhat of a good job. I would have rather that than actually have him die in the show. Mm-hmm. Similar to what Boom said, I think it would have been overkill. It would have been corny. And I also, I don't know how well received that would have been considering He'd they would have had to make it extra corny right. for people not to hate it. Right. To be like, you're, yeah. you're taking advantage of someone dying <laughs> in real life. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I'm kind of conflicted, but I also don't feel like Stanford's character would have done mm. what he did. Mm. I don't feel like he would have left Anthony. I don't feel like he would have left the girls, especially Carrie. I agree. During like the whole big thing. Mm. I don't think he would have done that. Um, but I have no better ideas. Yeah. So that's why they're the writers of the yeah. show, I guess. <laughs> right. Sort of best of a <laughs> shitty situation. And then we get back to Carrie's apartment. Um, the mm. whole place is beige out. Uh, the and... backsplash has not okay. been removed. It's still there, <laughs> suggesting that the backsplash <laughs> is so good they kept it in because it would make the house sellable. Making my point valid that it's awesome. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Goodbye. And Catcher's the one who bought Catcher it. Catcher wins again. <laughs> yes. God, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Seema says everything went well, got a couple offers, uh, but something happened. I accidentally knocked over your photo. Uh, they pick it up. It's a broken photo of Big and Carrie with the glasses shattered. And mm. then they get into um, an argument with Carrie saying, you know, how disrespectful it is, all this sort of stuff. And then she, it comes out that she says, you know, this 
I can't replace the glass because, you know, Big touched this glass. You know, it is something physical that he, like, mm. he had by his bedside. Um, and my note for this scene is, like, when a lot of times when we get reboots or reunions or whatever, uh, uh, remakes, actors coming back to reprise, reprise their roles don't often give it 100%. And Carrie, throughout this whole show of all, and just like that, such a natural, is fucking awesome. She is giving it 110%. And you can tell how much she cares about doing the show mm-hmm. correctly and doing Carrie correctly. Um, and this just reminded me of it, of like how passionate she is in that scene. And she has like a total wave of emotions in a couple of minutes um, of being angry to apologizing to feeling bad and feeling guilty. Um, and I, I just thought it was done so well. Yeah, I I wrote Carrie being crazy, which is just yes, give me that. Like I love mm-hmm. when she goes overboard. Like that's mm-hmm. a classic Carrie thing of like she's either in a great mood or the whole world is crumbling around her and mm-hmm. I just like that moment. I also think I feel like this is maybe the broken picture I think is like a callback. I feel like that happened to a previous picture of them in like season 1 or 2 maybe, I think. Um I can't remember. But I just love that Seema is giving Carrie shit back. Like she's mm-hmm. not just letting yeah. her have that because I, I saw she gives that face when they're talking earlier. And yeah, I rewound to look at yes, it. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting play. Like I liked it, but I didn't think they'd go back and deal with it. So that they go back and deal with it right away. Um, and the way she handles it, I was just like, yes, like this is, I, I need this energy. This is great energy. Mm-hmm. Carrie needs this kind of energy where, Carrie yeah, needs she needs it. to be told she's not doing the right thing or she's or she's behaving mm-hmm. poorly. Um, yeah. And I, so that's just it just makes it just feels cl- like classic sex city. This discussion. Totally. Because grief is like such a strange thing and there's like no rhyme or reason to mm-hmm. it. It's such a roller coaster. So it's like absolutely you're gonna get upset over like a broken picture that someone who's like now gone touched the glass of once um but also just like life happens and as much as you are entitled to those feelings and feeling that way um as well you don't really get to kind of blame everybody else and I think like that's kind of what was happening with Seema in that moment and I just I honestly love the way that conversation was handled because she was like Seema acknowledged it and she's like yeah like I'm sorry if I'm coming across that way I wouldn't want to I guess sometimes I'm also insensitive like the way I felt you were insensitive in this situation you know and I think that it's the reality check that Carrie needed. Um, it's what she wanted, as she mentioned early in the episode, saying that like talking to Seema is awesome because she doesn't feel like she's like constantly getting a pity party. Right. Um, and then just in terms of female friendship, like, and I know Seema jokes about not having boundaries, but it's like setting boundaries, talking about how you really feel, you know, not being like pushed over by by certain things. Like if Carrie's Seema probably would have let that slide, but like if Carrie's going to freak out over like an, a mistake, mm-hmm. then she's like, okay, well you watch your shit too then. <laughs> but I don't, I'm stoked. I think Seema is a great addition to the show. I'm very excited to see her, to see more of her. Yeah. Uh, what's kind of interesting also is that they haven't had cross interactions really with like the new characters. 
It's just funny because none of their friend, their new friends are white. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like we get it. Sex in the city. <laughs> like they, they've had enough white friends over the years. That's right. Okay. Okay. That's how it is. And then that's kind of how the, the episode ends. Uh, Emma, overall thoughts on the episode. I, I kind of like the episode. Mm-hmm. It's been my favorite one so far. I feel like it's starting to really get back into the rhythm and the style, and it's starting to look like a Sex in the City reboot, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the other two episodes, which I kind of felt mirrored the, um, the movies a little bit too much, mm. and the melodrama mm-hmm. that was included all the time. Uh, but now it kind of feels a little bit darker. It feels a bit grittier. And I, I feel like we're going to get a really interesting carry from here on out. Mm. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to see that. Yeah, we have. Do you think she's going to sleep with the prod- podcast producer? Oh, good question. Dude, yes. Dude, they showed him again in this episode. And this I... time he had dialogue. And I was like, okay, for sure this is happening. Yeah. I think there's going to be. I think they're going to go down that road for sure. But I think we might get to see like a classic Carrie episode of like, this isn't going to happen for a long time. Mm. And like that yeah. little cat and mouse kind of game that she used to play uh, back when she was dating a lot. Um, I think we're going to see some of that. But I definitely think it's on the card. And I do like their chemistry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's kind of like bringing her to life a little bit again. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just Monster. very good looking. So hot. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, he's hot. That's yeah, very... so hot. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was a fan of the episode. Looking forward to see, because um, we're almost at the halfway point. I guess the next episode is the halfway marker through um, mm. through uh, the, the season. So I'm curious where they're going to go uh, for the rest of it. But very exciting stuff. Now let's get into Sex in the City season three. Um, like we said before, I've been anticipating this one quite a bit. I know I, I, I corrected my error in saying Sex in the City season two wasn't that good, which in fact it was quite good. But season three is so good. <laughs> like there are so many just amazing characters brought in and through storylines that are finally sort of connected across the whole thing. Um, it just feels like a complete show, um, I think, for the first time. Um, so let, let's round table and, and see what some of our highlights are. I know... It gets tough compressing 18 episodes in a, you know, 30 minutes or so, but it's also fun, you know, getting to talk about it. Uh, my first episode or my first highlight, Magda the goat is in this season. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Magda. There she is. She is hilarious. Uh, she's only in one episode of the season. She comes back more once um, Brady is born later, but she, her one episode of the season is so funny uh, where she's rearranging uh Miranda's house and finds like the vibrators and condoms and replaces them with the Virgin Mary and stuff like that. It's just too good. Uh, A perfect foil to Miranda and and her lifestyle. Um, That was my first highlight of the season. Uh, Emma, what Mm -hmm. about you? Talk about some of the highlights. I think probably my highlight, I don't know if this is a cheat answer because it's the main part of the show, but just like the introduction of Aiden. Oh, Mm. like the whole Aiden thing is where it's at for this series with me like she Carrie has my friend oh a friend of mine maintains that Carrie represents the inner selfishness Mm -hmm. of everybody yes because she gives Mm -hmm. into everything from like men to shoes to whatever she gives in um so we almost get like a we can live vicariously through Carrie Mm. 
And the interest, like the thing about her and Aiden is it's such an interesting way to feel as a viewer. And they do such a good job of making you love Aiden. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, making it quite obvious, but in a subtle way that they're not right for you, for one another. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to fail. Like, there's just, like, these totally. little Easter eggs here and there. Yep. A couple of them we can get into later down the line, but... Let's just I, get into I it love, now. Like, this whole conversation yeah. is going to be Aiden and Big anyway yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one Easter egg or little thing I noted, like, right away, a huge red flag when she first meets him at his store. A... He's wearing denim top to bottom. He's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. That's a massive red flag mm. to start off with. Can't trust that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then he immediately talks about um, smoking. Like right away. That's the first mm. thing they kind of talked about. Is like I can never, I can never uh, yeah. date a smoker. And that's like a, a, yeah. a big thing. Like right away that there, there's going to be conflict, which becomes a bigger thing in season four. But yeah. Um, what other red flags did you notice? We were talking last week. Well, actually, Emma pointed out, and I mentioned it on last week's episode, where, or on the first episode, where um, Carrie's apartment becomes like a metaphor for who she is with Big mm. coming in. And he's like, oh, it's totally fine. And she feels like she needs to change the drapes and all this stuff. And there's this amazing yeah. scene with her and Aiden where Aiden starts talking mm-hmm. about all these adjustments he wants mm-hmm. to make to the house. And like he mm-hmm. goes in and does all this stuff. And it's like, I've always been a fan of Aiden because he just seems like the, he's like the dude I would date if I could date a dude because he mm-hmm. makes furniture and that's all I've ever wanted. Um, <laughs> but like that was so telling that they're like using this metaphor still and like and it's perfect because it was really Emma who was like in giving me all this insight. But it's like they are selling him in this way that like this is not going to work. Um, and I mm-hmm. I love that part of it because it really is a situation where he is a really good guy and there isn't really anything mm-hmm. on paper that's wrong with him. Uh, and Emma mentioned this thing to me where it was like, you know, he can be a great guy and it just maybe doesn't work. And I love that mm-hmm. we ex- this season is like exploring this. Like, what if you could have this guy that like on paper is all the right things. And yet for some mm-hmm. reason, there's like a missing spark. They kind of do it twice, right? They, so they do it with, with Carrie and Aiden and they also do it with Trey and Charlotte. Although it's a little more dramatic with Charlotte mm-hmm. because Trey can't get it up. Uh, which we'll talk about later, but boom, thoughts on Aiden. I mean, Catcher summed it up perfectly. Um, I've always liked Aiden, mostly because I've just found him to be very attractive. And even watching this as a teenager um, up until recently, like I've always just had such a romantic notion of like Aiden as a character. uh, character. Uh, This time around, because... I know we have some like friends in the VHS village who are not Aiden fans, um, which is so rare to encounter ever. Um, and I have been watching with a little bit more of a critical eye and I do absolutely think, still think he's a great guy mm-hmm. and a great boyfriend on paper. Um, but just like Emma says, it, you really, it's like almost like I've been blinded by it all these years. And like, now I know, and now I know better, like from experience, but when you are watching it, you're like, yes, like the signs are there and they, and they never quite like, they were both like islands. Right. And like, they never really like kind of came together. 
um, in, in the, in, in that like perfect way. And he did try to change her and she's, she can't change. Like she, she has to do everything on her own terms, right? Like she's not the type who's just going to like throw something away, but it's interesting to see Carrie like trying to do that and trying to like mold herself into, to the idea of like what someone wants her to be because she literally, um, not revolted against that with big, but like she was so much more vocal. Mm -hmm. Like she, she's so much more docile with Aiden than she is. She ever was with big, you know, interesting. Yeah. My grievances with Aiden are much stronger in season four. So we'll we'll talk about that more Mm. uh, in season four. In this one, I, I do. I mean, you feel bad for Aiden, obviously, but like we said, like the writing's on the wall and I have like a theory that I've been workshopping with Tara over the years that love a good workshop like i i find a lot more guys fight for aiden over big and i think my reasoning mm. kind of similar to what catcher said is that when guys watch a show i think most it's easier for guys to see themselves as aiden like mm. you know down to earth like he likes camping and has a dog and all this sort of stuff and when you see big he is like how many people watching sex in the city guys watching sex in the city are big yeah like if you're looking at a spec, but like honestly, no, so yes. many, like not sorry, you know, not like so, like but, like sorry. I mean like continue, uh, work wise and money and all that sort of stuff. I'm yeah. talking about just like when you're looking at them, right? And yeah, so when you 100%. when people are watching it, you're like, I see myself like in Aiden. He's kind of like the everyman, and so they want to root for someone who they think they see themselves more on screen, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make sense for the character. Um, so that that's what I think that a lot of people lean on on Aiden for because I think like there's sure carrie does him wrong like obviously he does but like like what emma said about how carrie represents like everyone's inner like selfish desires like i don't know i mean if you love if you love someone and you think that's the person you're gonna marry wouldn't you kind of throw everything away to make sure that comes through like it just seems so obvious to me that people would do that if they know that this is their person regardless of how rough around the edges it is to get there or how many flaws are mm-hmm. in that person. If you feel it that like, I need to be with this person, I should not be with this person. I think a lot of people do similar things in that way, uh, whether or not they would like to admit it. Uh, I don't know. I think the, the hatred for Carrie for doing that seems sort of like they don't want to admit to themselves that they would maybe do the same thing, you know, if, if things kind of fell out that way. Thoughts, Emma? I, I gotta say, I agree. Like with... um with big and oh not with big with carrie and aiden when their relationship begins and like this this whole thing starts happening and bonus conspiracy theory Mm. i have a conspiracy theory that for every shot that aiden and carrie are in there's a yellow filter it's like adding warmth it's making them like him more because he's it's giving him like a softer kind of presence okay yeah I was. I would she, buy that. she told me, and I was. I was what? watching for it. And there are moments where, like, they shine a light. Like it looks almost like a soap opera, where there's like an overhead light over Carrie, and there's just a, a different visual vibe when mm. they're together, where it's like they're oh, overselling God. you on him. And I think maybe the audience, like, because he's basically a counter to big right everything she yeah. she couldn't get mm. from big she gets from him um and i think the idea was like to put that 
sort of like contrast up for the viewer to look at to say like, you know, like maybe this doesn't work because, you know, it doesn't matter how good they are if it doesn't work on paper. But I think what ended up happening was everyone ended up loving Aiden so much that like come season four, they've got to write him back in the show because he's like such a fan favorite. And on first viewing, I think that makes sense. But like just, you know, getting a chance to sit with Emma and having someone who's watched this show like a million times and her insights on it, I'm just like, whoa, they really are like doing a lot to make you fall for him in a way to take you from him so that you mm-hmm. can to, to mm-hmm. create that emotional thing. And I, I think the show is just so smart for doing that. Um, again, He's a great He character. really is. And like, you, you can't help but like him. He's doing all the right things. But then at, in a weird way, you get the same kind of character from Steve. And yet with Steve, he seems so much more a person where he's pushing mm. up. He, like, listen, he's very kind. He's very considerate. He's not an asshole. He's very nice, but he pushes back on Miranda in a way that feels fair and genuine mm-hmm. and everything with Aiden just feels like he just, everything is, everything's, everything's okay. Everything is whatever yeah. it's, he's very docile. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that Carrie absolutely does not. It kind of seems like with Aiden, it's sort of like his way or the highway without saying that, like when, when Steve talks with Miranda, it seems to be more of a conversation versus when, Mm-hmm. It's with Aiden. It's sort of like, no, it kind of has to be like this. Like, um, on, on this watch, I noticed that um, <clears throat> Carrie starts like cheating on Aiden with Big because Aiden is not, is doing things that Carrie didn't necessarily want, right? Like, the first time she runs into Big, she wants him to go out with him, but he's like, I'm going to have KFC and like eat in bed or whatever. And then she like runs into Big. And then the other time she goes to the hotel because he uh, is writing because he's like doing construction in her apartment. And she's like, I thought you said I'd be able to work here. And a like, obviously, no shit. That's going to be super fucking loud, whatever he was doing. Yeah. Uh, And then she leaves. Right. So it's sort of, uh, you know, in in a way, him sort of not vibing with her or doing things that she maybe didn't want to do. Like she obviously didn't care about the crack on her wall. It had been there for three years. Like it doesn't bother her but he felt the need to mm-hmm. fix it, which also leads her to, to do this. So um, that's what I mean, where it kind of feels like the conversation isn't there. So sort of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay in bed. You can go do what you want. And then that leads her back to big in this kind of like meandering way. Um, totally. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get to Aiden a little bit more in our categories. So I do want to chat about uh, our, the second, make sure we get time to talk about uh, Charlotte and uh, the great mm. Trey McDougal played by Kyle McLaughlin, which is incredible. I love Kyle McLaughlin so much from Twin Peaks. <laughs> what an absurd <laughs> circum- set of circumstances that Charlotte goes through. Catcher, uh, I know you obviously had a lot of feelings, and Emma are going to have a lot of feelings on Charlotte in this season. Thoughts on Charlotte and Trey? Charlotte and Trey are my idea, or actually, they're my worst-case scenario. <laughs> if I was to ever end up like Charlotte, married to somebody like Trey shoot me because that like their relationship is nothing like you never hear them have conversations they never like connect they he's just he's just there he arrives and then they do that whole um charade of telling people how they met over and over and over again right and like that kind of just proves to me that they don't actually have anything to talk about there's no reason that they're married apart from he fits a picture that she already had. Right. And mm-hmm. she arrived at the right time. 
there's no other connection that they have, I feel. Mm. Catcher. I, I've Orbit. subtitled this season Charlotte's Dark Turn. And <laughs> basically, we, lo- we start losing everything that's great about Charlotte in this mm. season. Um, she, be- you know, the whole art world thing completely disintegrates and disappears. Everything becomes about this marriage uh, to Trey and nothing about her that's good, like, remains. Um, Even her prudishness, which, like, in previous seasons was fun to play with, with this idea of her exploring herself and maybe stepping outside of this very, like, sort of rigid idea she has of who she can be and who, like, that. there's a scene, what what scene is it? Uh, Which episode is it? Where she ends up uh, having, like, lunch with her old, like, sorority sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And And she's the Samantha Mm -hmm. of the group. Right. Oh, I love that that, episode. That, to me, is, like, perfect charlotte where it's like yes she doesn't have like we don't need her to be samantha but you know like she's also like had experiences and this idea that she become like somehow regresses into this person that like refuses to even talk about sex in any capacity like it, it's just so sad that we have this character who is really interesting like it's okay to be traditional there's nothing wrong with being having traditional ideals and living this sort of like more traditional lifestyle, all of that's good, but they they seem to like triple down on that, and mm. in doing that, remove mm. all, again all of this nuance to a character that was really really interesting. Like one of her one of the yeah. like her romantic relationships in season two is a horse. Like that would never <laughs> ever happen in like this version of Charlotte, and it I, it just makes yeah. me sad, especially considering Trey sucks. Like, <laughs> hey, but him uh, playing tennis shirtless. Yes, please. When he when he goes and finds out after she's kissed that dude and he's out there like serving in the middle of the night, yeah. I was like, glistening. I was like, yeah, I might be like, I may have some fantasies here. I wasn't ready to yeah. like acknowledge. Like, but he looks great. He looks oh so God. good. Um, <laughs> amazing. But it's like he refuses to talk at all about what's happening. He refuses yeah. to acknowledge every. And listen, like we, I've. I, we've all, I imagine we've all been that kind of person before where we're just mm-hmm. like pushing down this thing we don't want to talk about, hiding it, whatever. And it just sucks to see Charlotte going through this experience of this guy who just refuses to acknowledge. And she does so much actually to try and make this work. Yeah. Which is Tons, like amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get a lot from Charlotte this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with like what you're, you're saying, but I do think. They definitely do double down on like her prudishness, uh, which also leads to one of the funniest moments in the season is when Miranda says she's like dating a guy with funky spunk and Charlotte just gets up and walks away. (laughs) That that is one of my favorite moments ever. Um, But then I don't know, you see her. It kind of starts out with her. She's kind of on her high horse because she's met this perfect guy, mm-hmm. right? So I think she's regressing back into the, her like prudish ways where she thinks she's like better than Samantha and better than anybody out there trying to like date mm-hmm. or sleeping around or whatever. And then the situation happens with Trey, which kind of like shatters her whole idea of um, like what a perfect marriage and life is. And it's like the thing that is kind of fucking with their marriage there's so many things because trey sucks but like (laughs) the thing that's fucking with their marriage is that he is unable to like give her he he can't get it up and 
she's not having that the, the sexual side of her satisfied and we learned that that's actually a huge deal for Charlotte mm-hmm. as as prudish or uptight she can be about things um so I really I really appreciate that. I love the scene where he's like even though it's kind of cringe but um where she's like trying to seduce him yeah. uh in the laundry and she's just like I'm your wife and I'm sexual yeah. like you know f- figure it out. Um So yeah, like I don't I, and it, it was just like it's not a maybe he just you know, I mean, well, I guess then it's such a fucking roller coaster. Because then at the end, they're just like banging yeah. all the time. Because <laughs> like I felt bad for Trey too. Because I was like, yeah, like that sucks. And yeah. it's when he says he's like not that sexual person. I'm like valid, but sure. also <laughs> y'all should have talked about this before the wedding. What the <laughs> fuck? The 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 this storyline though, I think brings get gives us or gives me one of my favorite Charlotte movies of the whole series is when. She's negotiating the uh, prenup with Bunny. Oh, and she yes. goes, I'm worth a million. Fuck. Like, that, oh, the way she delivers yes, that yeah. line is just so fucking good. It is good, yes. And then she just comes out. She's like, I'm getting married. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, I really love that scene. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I have a Charlotte conspiracy theory, actually, since we're all sharing. Yes. I think I shared this in the group, but it's when Charlotte talks to men. Mm. She talks in a lower register than when she talks to her friends. So when she talks to her friends, she's just like, guys, like, when am I going to get married? And then every time she's talking to Trey, she's like, Trey, how do you feel about these expensive Mm. China plates? Mm. That's probably accurate. I mean, people talk differently with different people. I believe that. Yeah. What's the conspiracy? Uh, What's the what's your take on it, though? Like, what is she? What is she trying to achieve? Well, not I don't want to say that it's like manipulation, but it's just like, I think that. She's so set on like, oh, also Trey just calling his penis as John Thomas like over and over again. Uh, Schooner and Rebecca. uh, Oh my God. To me, this is the first time where I'm like, fuck, it sucks. Samantha is not on and just like that. Samantha is so fucking good in this season. Like she is firing on all cylinders yes. this entire season yes. yeah. she's so good um when um, uh my like the kegel exercises conversation is yes. perfect uh-huh. it's like i'm doing them right now and then even carrie goes she really is like on her game like that was so fucking good um the the, the funky spunk conversation when she's dating the short guy yeah. uh i mean just everything with her in this season so is good. chef's kiss perfect um, so I really, really miss like when this was like, damn, I really wish and she was in and just like that. Me too. Also, when Carrie is having the affair with Big and she tells Samantha mm-hmm. first, which you would, yes, I would tell absolutely. Samantha first. And also just in terms of show writing, love this. Um, because Carrie's just having this vulnerable moment. Obviously, it's she's in her head about it. She has to get it off her chest, but she knows she's gonna be judged and just like the conversation between her and Samantha is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like Samantha, because, and that's the way you do t- treat your friends. Like, to be honest, like, obviously you're going to tell them if you think they're not doing something like that's amazing. But the fact of the matter is, is like, you can 
be your ugliest self around your friends mm-hmm. and like they're there for all of it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's such a good and and we see such great fights in this season oh, as yeah. well. Um and Carrie have a great and one. I, so I Miranda and Carrie have an awesome fight and like even the fight with Charlotte and Samantha. Yeah. And I think it, this season does such a good job of kind of like showing the importance and value of female friendships and how they operate truly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the, yeah, I love that conversation. I really love the way Carrie, they, they drew out Carrie telling everyone she was having an affair with big. Like it starts with Charlotte or it starts with Samantha, which like we said is the obvious person. And then she goes to Miranda yeah. and obviously she's going to tell Charlotte last because that's the last person you would yeah. ever want to fucking tell you're having an affair with someone. Uh, and, and they just, you know, they just logically work through that and it just works so well. And they all have like different perspectives, but they're all there mm-hmm. for her. And like, even when, Mar- sorry, even when Charlotte says, like if somebody was doing this to me, like wh- how would you yeah. feel about it? And Carrie's like, I would fucking kill them. And it's like just such. Because even just so good. when Tara oh. and I were watching that episode, when Charlotte got all mad, I was like, Charlotte, stop being judgy. Just be a friend. And Tara was like, um, excuse yeah. me. And then Charlotte said the line. I was like, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're correct. Fucking A. Let's get to the categories. We're going to have them. There's just so much to talk about this. Look at Catcher's disappointment right now. It's, okay. it's we're devastated. Good. We're good. Uh, oh well, I actually, I actually oh. have a question. Yes, an please. One. Ask a question. So obviously, Charlotte finds out about Big. Mm-hmm. She's never told. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Carrie was ever going to tell her? Ooh. <gasps> no. That's a good question. I don't think she. That's was right, because she runs into her at the air at the hotel. <sighs> Probably no, not. I don't think she would have told. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I don't think she would have told. I, you were, I, be like, I think. The situation with that is is more of like she wouldn't have told her only because I don't think she like she's at the state where she thinks it's going to end any second now. Like it's not a situation mm-hmm. where she feels it's long term. If she for one second thought it was long term, at some point she's going to tell her. But I think in her mind, she's like she just believes that this is like a one every time is just a one time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, there's no way she believes it in herself that she could tell her. There's no way. Yeah. Plus, all the other girls say, "Don't tell her." Right? Don't they both separately say, "Do not tell Charlotte"? Yeah. So in her head, like, well, they, they all knew what was going to happen. Well, the best is like it's her on the wedding day, and yeah. she's like telling everyone, "Like this is my day," so yeah. like don't fuck around. Like do all your yeah. shit on an at an, on another date because yeah. this is my which week. is also true. Yeah. I mean, you know, and also classic. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to our categories here. So we talk about our favorite episode favorite uh relationship and then best outfit emma let's start with you favorite relationship it feels like it's from a different season because of how different everything feels Mm. but i think sean Mm. when carrie dates sean the bisexual guy and he has like all of his open friends and she like she can't deal with it and alanis morissette oh yeah in that group of friends (laughs) can con yeah and and, and Samantha's that awkward, so like, epic in that episode too. Yeah, because she's like, just open your mind, like calm the yeah. fuck down. Yeah. He's not a murderer. He's bisexual. Samantha like, says things in this yes. episode in this season that I'm like, this is woke almost for now. Let alone yeah. like 1998 mm-hmm. or whenever this. Except came for out. when she. Well, well, actually, Samantha's not bad in the episode where she breaks, dates the black guy, but like the, the writing, writing is of bad. That yeah, the is writing is bad. bad. <laughs> because she says, like, why does it matter? Like, if I'm white, but then 
Yeah, she's like, I don't see color, I see conquest. (laughs) Yeah, that's such a great that's such a great line though. That's an all time line. Uh, What a true every uh, equal opportunist from. Sorry, sorry, Emma. I feel like I just derailed yeah. your for the best. I got so stoked about the bisexual boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I I loved that episode. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was kind of it was kind of disappointing to see like Carrie react the way that she did, especially because she is a sex columnist mm. and she can be open minded in some senses. So to see her be not only uncomfortable but like so against anything happening. And that awkward ass kiss between like her and Alanis Morissette. <laughs> mm. That must have been a hell to try and film. Um, but like the questions that she kind of asks as well kind of make me cringe when she's there. Mm-hmm. But I just like oh, the overall, yeah. the feel of Carrie in that episode. Like she feels very true to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disappointed that she didn't kind of give herself some wiggle room to maybe explore something but it did stay true to the character for me and Mm -hmm. when she left and she was looking all fabulous and she was like okay this life isn't for me i kind of admired that because she was still staying true to herself she wasn't raging Mm -hmm. war and being like this is wrong like people live like this people have sex with the same sex right Gender forever. Right. She doesn't like you don't look you're not left feeling like she has any animosity against the situation, mm. but you're 100%. you're very, very clear that that's not who Carrie is. Was that so that was your favorite episode two and relationship? That was a two yeah, for both. Uh favorite outfit, Emma. Uh it's got to be without a shadow of a doubt. When she goes to meet Big in the lobby. Yes. And she's wearing that like that black romper <gasps> and, the, and the, the like the trench Epic. coat. And she just, it's like the movement on the coat mm. as she walks around the corner mm. just pulls me in. I'm like, this outfit slays. <laughs> Catcher had it ready to go. He has it on his phone to pull up. Yeah, it looks so effortless, so good, so carry. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Uh, boom. What are yours? Episode, relationship, um, fit. Man, okay. <laughs> Hard, 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 hard. Um, I've always... Ugh. Okay, no, I'm just going to say episode 17 mm. is my favorite episode of the season. What goes around comes around. It's just pivotal in terms of character development. It is the funniest. The show It like is firing all on all cylinders again, like... Samantha going to the Samantha dragging Carrie to the dorm party mm-hmm. um, with the other Sam Carrie, Jones. <laughs> yeah, with the other Sam Jones, like so ridiculous, but just hilarious. Miranda dating the guy that is like she thinks she's who's too hot for her mm-hmm. is they make it so funny, but it's just such a good like read on like self. Um, like what's the word self-image and and just like the, the the way we're cruel to ourselves you know in situations and but like Miranda even Miranda's body language when she's like drunk and she takes the guy back to the apartment and she just like whips his belt off and like throws yeah. him in the room like it is just comic gold yeah. um the conversation between Natasha and mm. Carrie mm-hmm. uh the newspaper dress which I'll yep. just slide mm-hmm. in there because it needs to be mentioned, but, uh, uh, but anyways, um, 
And then Charlotte and Trey, uh, that's when they, is that when they break up? Yeah. Yeah. Or like for the first time, but yeah. So yeah. Episode 17, I just think is, is one of the best, uh, an all timer. I also really like, are we sluts, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then my favorite relationship is, I don't know. There's so many. Um, maybe Carrie and the the comic book guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we get great, because so many great interactions. So many great interactions. I love that show. Like that guy's whatever. But I just know. I feel like that's happened to me before, where it's like a fun kid at heart kind of guy that you're hanging out with and you're like he's so fun and like it's just cool and doesn't care about like whatever and then two months later you're like oh my god he doesn't care about anything (laughs) um and then the line where she where she's like i'm i brought the pot into the house and i'm taking it with me so good is so iconic uh carrie just crushing a bucket of kfc chicken iconic that's the second kfc appearance Um, of the season two which yeah proud of her mm-hmm. and then my outfits i've taken notes today mm. so catcher doesn't feel alone okay charlotte is a man mm. oh classic mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. uh samantha's halter dress in episode 17 when she goes to the dorm mm. party mm-hmm. it's just a great dress mm-hmm. i would wear it uh carrie at the trade show mm. And the booth bitch. on a Sunday, the booth bitch in khakis and heels nailed it. Uh, Trey and his tartan shorts with just the crisp white sneaks <laughs> um, and nothing else. And then most importantly, every outfit that Mar- or sorry, Samantha is wearing in the elevator. Um, oh, yeah. When it's, During the recap. It's the episode when she. Yeah, it's the episode where she like lets the the guy in and the guy like yeah. and then every time you're in this elevator you're with a different person. You're with a different man. Yeah. yeah, and then it just does flashbacks of her with like different guys and she's wearing like workout clothes. She looks amazing. She's wearing this like rock concert outfit, right. like gold pants, amazing. And then she's wearing this like red floral mesh like thing. Um Amazing. And then when the flashbacks are happening, she's in this like monochrome purple getup, like <laughs> pants suit. Amazing. So yeah, I'm done. Nice. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh Kat, do you want to go or you want me to go? Oh uh, yeah, I can go. I can go. Okay. Um okay, so romantic relationship. I'll go with that because it's the one that's like the lead. Like, there's no one really that exciting this season, really. Um I, I guess it's just like the spunk guy. I love yeah, that that whole scenario. So funny. Ow, actually, no, no, no. It's been, also that's Bobby Cannavale. I know, I mean, amazing. So many uh, guest stars yeah. in this season. Um, yeah. Vince Vaughn. Actually, I changed my mind. It's Vince Vaughn. His whole character. <laughs> he, we didn't even talk about. I know LA. we didn't. We really didn't. Well, and, now we're talking about it. Um, that's the point of the categories. Come on. L.A. might actually yeah. like L.A. is such an amazing situation. Just with the uh, contrast of New York mm-hmm. and stuff, it's it's so lovely. Um, but also, how much do they hate LA? Like the writers of the show, I love they it. They fucking bury LA that entire episode. Yeah. Like every single person sucks. All the people there are frauds. Like that's so funny. Yeah, I love even the guy that uh, Miranda's like 
cooking up or like trying to start yeah, stuff up he with. He doesn't chew his food. Oh, God. He doesn't swallow his food. It makes me sick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the fucking dildo. Can we talk yeah. about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> Samantha just pretending that like that's normal. And I'm like, fuck this show. Because I started watching it when I was like, what, 15, 16 years old. Thinking that like a like 13 inch like dog penis is is, is like a, a normal thing. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that dildo is so terrifying. Um, like, so terrifying. Thank you for bringing and, up body shaming for men as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. It is necessary to bring up, okay? Oh, 100%. Even, like, for the show, like, even when she's talking about, um, like, her, the guy that's, like, too small. Or, but, but it, like, they try to make it funny. Yeah, it's but, so like, good. So the, it's just like the unrealistic expecta- expectation. <laughs> like the fact that I ever looked at that dildo and thought that like that was something that's like normal. <laughs> the way they pull it out at the table and they're just I like know. looking at it. Yeah. And like, they're like, holy red. And he, he autographs like- it. So ridiculous. Oh, so great. Okay. Um, outfit. There are many classic in this season. Uh, there are. Carrie wet in the rain. Oh, classic. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a there's like another like blue dress that she wears near the end of the season that is epic. Yeah. But my favorite goes to Steve. Mm. Steve comes home. This is like after they've broken up, and it's the <laughs> he comes in after, and it's like he's folded all the sheets and stuff, yeah, yeah. and she comes in suit, and, and he comes in in a suit. <laughs> the suit, the suit looks like he's taking it from Miranda's closet. And he's put it on. So to me, this was hilarious to me. I'm like, what is this? He's never worn anything like this. It looks exactly like a Miranda outfit. So yeah. uh, Steve's nice. stealing clothes from Miranda is the greatest outfit of the whole season. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, favorite episode. Yeah. And favorite episode. I was, it's a toss up. I was going to say the, the sort of like, I guess it's like three episodes or two episodes in LA are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the frenemies episode, mm. I think for me is number one. Um, I just love all of it, mm. and I love the way that at the end of the episode, um, what's it called? Uh, Charlotte calls Samantha, and they have that moment together, oh, and they're yeah. just laughing, and it's just like this is what I want. Like I need this. Um, yeah. it's just beautiful, and uh, yeah, it's classic Charlotte. I wrote classic Charlotte. She's back. Can I change my favorite moment? Yes. And this is going to come as a shock because it's a Charlotte moment. Mm. Oh, <gasps> yeah. You know, when she, when they go to Staten Island and they all get drunk at that, like, yes. oh, yeah. judgment Where event and Charlotte's mm-hmm. really drunk and they like want to leave and they turn around and she is on the dance floor, just like jacket is off the shoulders. Yeah. She's singing along. <laughs> she's having a time. Like she doesn't even, she doesn't care that anybody is there. Like she <laughs> might as well be on her own mm-hmm. in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like she's this is yeah, a, this is an Emma left. moment. She left hours ago, and it's just her body the, dancing. And, and equally, <laughs> I, equally iconic moment in the same vein is where uh, they're in L.A. and uh, Miranda is riding the, uh, the electronic. Oh, yeah, she's doing the rodeo horse thing, and then she just rips off her shirt <laughs> for no apparent reason. It's, Another two iconic moments so from, from the both of them. Uh, let's see. Okay, so my favorite relationship, just for conversation's sake, I'll say uh, 
Bill Kelly, the politician, mm. uh, or Golden Shower. Yeah, the Golden. I mean, that whole thing's hilarious. He's he's great. Like he has that. He just seems like a politician. The way he talks, the way he acts, the whole like, it just all works. And then just having a storyline about Golden Showers is hilarious. And how like, <laughs> you know, what's her? Uh, how Carrie tries to like split the difference, and he's just like, no, like I won't, I won't have that. And then that, that's the last you see of his character. Uh, yeah, pretty hilarious. I I love that. Um, uh, let's see. Favorite outfit. I also when Carrie's running in the rain after she loses uh, Aiden's dog heels, that shirt just running around New York for three hours. Come on. Uh, one of my faves. And then also uh, I have to shout out Samantha's outfit for the rooftop barbecue scene where she's wearing like, you know, the plaid, like <laughs> two piece. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes. Oh my God. Hilarious. Holding a hot dog. Holding a hot dog. Hilarious. Love that whole sequence iconic. actually. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, and then my favorite episode it's hard i think because yeah there are a lot of really good ones um i i, I guess the fin not i don't love the finale um for there are obvious very problematic reasons with finale yeah. but i do love the big and carry stuff so i'm gonna isolate the big and carry stuff of the finale where they yeah. meet up they go to the park you know they fall in the lake all that sort of oh, stuff yeah I think. that's I, I, cute I, I i love all that um that yeah. that to me is like anyone on team Aiden, like, are you seeing them together? You're going to see how Aiden and Carrie are. And you see this big and Carrie moment. I just think is so good. So not the entire oh, finale really? isolated to that, to that moment. Um, yeah. Th th those, those are mine. Also Carrie for like, just even if just for a moment, so nice to see Carrie when she says, like when he asks her if she's like going to hang out at the hotel or like, or sorry, at his apartment and stay. And she's like, we're like that red wall. Like it mm -hmm, seems like right. a good idea, but it yeah. just like doesn't work. And she just walks out and you're like, yes, yeah. Carrie, it works. We know it's not going to last, but yeah. Great. I, Great. I really Gross. fell for Carrie in this season. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you're making amends with your awful opinions I, over the last. Yeah. I think it's like, I'm like, I think like you were saying before in terms of people don't want to admit that they're big. And I feel like, I don't want to admit that I've been a sort of a bit of an idiot like Carrie. Exactly. And I and Thank I'm you. I think I'm I'm coming around on that. I'm glad that we're all healing together. Yeah. We're all just idiots yeah. trying to figure yeah, it out. Exactly. Monkey. Monkeys. Uh <laughs> that was season three. Emma, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been fun. Any final thoughts on Sex in the City uh before? We wrap. Final thoughts. Um, does like something I've always felt very weird about, and I would love to know what you guys think. But with like Harry and Aiden, when that whole relationship ends, mm -hmm. and she just goes to LA, mm -hmm. like, and then mm -hmm. it's just like new. Like he, she never spends any time getting over Aiden. Like it's I never agree. a thing. It's just like she tells him he's gone. On with the season. Yeah. yeah. What's with oh, that? They don't, they don't spend any time on it at all. And then I, I guess until Miranda and Steve, or sorry, Miranda and Carrie run into Aiden and Steve, and then like you get a little glimpse of it, but then that she spends that whole episode with Big anyway. So it like doesn't even yeah. matter. I think that confirms Catcher's suspicion that Aiden was a big fan favorite and they wrote him back into season four. That I think I yeah. actually had not thought about that, but. 
you just bringing oh, up could... that he was kind of thrown away, but then comes back, I think confirms that. So thank you, Emma and Catcher. I, I believe yeah. both of you yeah. are correct there. <laughs> yeah, we needed to see him happy, yeah. you know, that we, we just needed it. Yeah. And they gave that to us. Yeah. Um, Catcher, boom. Next week, we're joined with another top secret special guest yeah. to chat about. Yes, the I'm guests keep coming. So the excited. guests keep coming. The guests keep coming nonstop. Next week, we're going to talk about season four of Sex and the City and and just like that, episode five. Per usual, I will miss you both dearly over the next week. Emma, thank you so much for joining. We need to get you on a regular episode of Synonymous too. So once yeah, you're back into the regular absolutely. flow, we're going to work you into the schedule we'll see we'll, yeah. well, well i'm always i'm always channeling myself through that's through true patches, though. that's true you'll never truly get rid of me <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for joining we wouldn't no, want never, to never. <laughs> boom catcher i'll see you all next week thanks everyone for listening yeah bye, bye. 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 bye.